Jambo Ekabo. Welcome to the Rich Immigrant Podcast. This podcast was created to be what the next immigrant needs to thrive and what we need as an immigrant community. In this podcast, we talk about attaining financial independence, living full lives in the new countries we call home, and we'll do all that while talking about topics that pertain to the immigrant community all over the world. We'll do that with grace, with truth, with love, and yes, with great background music. So please, dance into every podcast episode with me. I'm Dio Latero, and I'm your host. Welcome. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. I know you're not here for my singing, but I'm so excited to be back. Ah, this is episode 31. So we are getting close to the end of season three. And thank you for being along for the ride. And so what are we going to talk about today? I know you guys really loved last week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, To me, just kind of just do a personal update on what's been going on. Where am I with the housing market? What's going on with crypto? All of that. That was just a nice, fun, just, you know, less technical, right, conversation. But I enjoyed doing those as well. So if you have things you want me to talk about on episodes like that, let me know. I try to do one more kind of freestyle personal update episode in each season. So that was that one for you. Um, but on today, we are talking about... Okay. Today, we are talking about newbie investor mistakes to avoid. And this topic was inspired by a conversation I was having with someone during the past week. And I'm like, you know what? Let me talk about it on the podcast. Um, if you listen to my money mistakes, you've heard some of them. But I made a list of seven rookie investor mistakes that you can avoid. And sometimes these mistakes are made not just by rookies, but even by some people that are a little bit further on their investing journey. So we're human, we make mistakes, but we can bounce back. So let's get into it. Number one, first and foremost, not yet investing. You know how many people try and, you know, say, oh, I'm going to invest. Many times we spend time talking about what we're going to do than actually doing it. And so that's the number one mistake. If you're not in the game, you're not in the game. If you're not in the game, you don't even have a chance. And so it's like saying, oh, man, I want to, you know, I want to I want to go to, you know, Europe, but you don't even have a passport. Right. You don't even you know, you have never looked up flight tickets. Right. You know, you have no plan on how to get there. So it's one thing to talk about things and plan on things. And I understand because I've been one that's like sat on ideas for investing for 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 a while. And so the number one mistake you can make is to not even be in the game at all. And so that's a rookie mistake that we make is, you know, sometimes we save, save, save. And saving is good. But ladies and gentlemen, unless you're already a trust fund baby and you already have millions of dollars or pounds in your account, if you have that kind of money, you can save and that's okay. You'll be okay for the rest of your life. But if you're like 99% of the rest of us, like me, investing is where you're going to put your money to work for you. And so putting that money in your savings accounts, oh gosh, it hurts me for you because it is just losing value due to inflation. So if you're not in the game at all and you're in a position where you can even start even start small, that's the number one mistake that, that you might be making. Number two, waiting for the right time to invest. This is a popular one. 
and people might be waiting for the right time. Oh, when I make, you know, when I make six figures, when I make $80,000, when I make $50,000. And I understand you're waiting for conditions to be ideal, but really, when in life are conditions ever ideal? Or are you waiting for the market to go up or waiting for the market to go down? Ladies and gentlemen, if I had a crystal ball, I mean, I would be a billionaire right now. Nobody has a crystal ball. Nobody knows what the future brings, right? So the best we can do is do the most with what we know and what we have today. So with what we know today, we know the stock market has typically always done well over a period of time. What we have today is whatever income you have, right? If you have some disposable income that you can allocate to invest in, even if it's $50 a month, just start with that. Stop waiting for some magical moment where you have a kumbaya moment and you feel like, oh, yes, now is the time to invest. That's not going to happen. That will hardly ever happen. So um, stop waiting for the right time. The right time is now. You know, if you have a plan, you know, you don't have, you're taking care of your high interest debt, you have some sort of emergency fund, now is the time. Mistake number three, hmm, and this one hurts me because I know people that this has happened to, um, is putting money in an investment account, but not actually investing it. And you may be listening and thinking, oh my God, that's so basic. It, it isn't, right? Because many people don't get under the hood of investing. And so it's one thing to have an investment account, your 401k, your IRA, a brokerage, whatever it is. It's another thing to actually select an investment and purchase the investment, right? So it's like saying, you know, you want to, you know, I'll use flying here as an example. That's those are the examples coming to my mind right now. It's like saying you want to go to Paris, uh, but then you get to the airport, you buy your tickets, you get to the airport and you sit at the gates. You don't get on the flight. That's what it's like. And that can happen, right? That can happen. Um, so that's what it's like when you you have your brokerage account, your 401k, your IRA, you put some cash in it, but you don't actually go into the account and say, okay, I'm going to use this cash to buy 10 stocks of this. So I'm going to use this cash to invest in index funds. I'm going to use this cash to, to do this or that. And that one hurts me a lot because it tells me that you've already taken the step to actually say, I want to invest. Um, but for some reason, sometimes people freeze like I did and didn't invest. I knew that I hadn't invested, but sometimes people don't even know that they need to take this next step to select an investment and actually put the money to work. So that is a big and potentially quite painful, um, investing mistake that an investing newbie, you know, can make. Right. And, and the other side of that, like a related, you know, a related, um, investing newbie mistake is, um, not knowing what you're invested in. So it's one thing to put the money in cash and just not do anything because you think it's automatically done for you. Another thing is just putting money in something but not actually knowing what it is. And so if you're listening to this episode and you have some kind of investment account, whether it is a 401k or a pension or whether it is a, you know an IRA or an ISA or RRSP, whatever it is, 403B, whatever the name, whatever it is called in whatever country you live in, my one assignment for you is this, log into your account, right? And tell me 
or tell yourself, or you can, you can DM me on Instagram. I'll be happy to, to, to get your response. Tell me or tell yourself what you are actually invested in. Like if it's a mutual fund, write down the ticker of the mutual fund. If you if you're invested in a couple of different things, write it down because that way that's your starting point. You actually know what you're invested in. If you don't know, please, that's my one assignment for you. Okay. A mistake number four is paying high expense ratios. Okay, so what is an expense ratio? Um, expense ratio is the cost. So, for example, many investment accounts invest in some kind of mutual funds, right? That's a common place that um, you know your, your money is put towards. Whether it's an index fund or a regular mutual fund, it's in some kind of fund. And these funds come with an expense ratio, and that's the cost of the management fee that whoever runs the fund charges people to invest their money for them. It's kind of like a, a service fee. And it's in a, usually a percentage of your total balance that you have. And so there's a many, many, many funds will have a different range of fees. And so there's some that cost a lot and they may not actually be doing spectacular. And there's some, you know, index funds are popular because they cost less. Oh, because they cost less, not less. <laughs> index funds cost less and they do pretty well. And they're, they're a good place to start especially for the newbie investor. So I would say more than, you know, 80% of my investments go into index funds every month. And then, you know, I can do individual stocks and, and all of that stuff with the other, with the other, with the rest of my um, funds that I'm allocating to investing. And so paying higher expense ratio is one, one thing that, um, that newbie investors might get into. So let me give you some context around that. So for example, um, there's the Fidelity, you know, zero large cap index fund, that's F-N-I-L-X. And that index fund um, doesn't track the S&P 500, but it tracks, you know, um, you know, large caps, you know, the large cap index. So large companies, companies with large um, um, market caps, right? And so the expense ratio on that is 0%. And so for every $10,000 you invest, it will cost you zero annually. It's actually quite new for index funds to actually not charge anything. Then there's the Vanguard S&P 500, which covers the largest 500 companies, right? Tracks the largest 500 companies, right? And it's one of the largest index funds in the market, right? So Vanguard is called VOO, VOO, VU is the, is the ticker. Um, and the expense ratio is 0.03%. And so that means if you invest $10,000 in a year, all it will cost you is $3. Another example is, let's see, I'm looking for a Charles Schwab um, S&P 500 index fund. Um, here the expense ratio is 0.02%. And that means for every $10,000, it will cost you $2 annually um, in expenses. And so that's why index funds are quite popular. They have attractive re returns. They are quite diversified, lower risk and lower costs, right? So that's a, that's a big, big, big difference. Um, and so let me give you a few examples for, you know, an actively managed um, mutual fund and, and what that costs or what to expect from a cost standpoint. And so for an actively managed fund, right? Uh, a, a normal range of expense ratio is usually about 0.5% to 0.75%. Um, 
anyone that's like 1% or more, you know, I would consider high. So I would say, take a look at what you're invested in and look at what your expense ratios are. I think one one fund that I think has been on my radar is the New Horizons um, um, fund by T. Rowe Price, and that's 0.75%, uh, percent, and it is an actively managed portfolio. So hopefully that gives you some context. Um, mistake number five is panic selling, right? In the height of the pandemic last year, someone had told me that, um, you know, you know, everything had gone down, portfolios. I told you my portfolio took like a 30% hit or so in a matter of days. And I was shocked. I just stopped looking. I didn't look for a month after that. Um, but someone had told me that someone advised her sister to sell everything in her 401k to get out of the market in the, at the lowest point. And this person was like touting himself as someone that knew what he was talking about. And I could not think of worse advice to give to somebody. Right. Because you never actually you haven't actually lost money until you actually sell. You know, I give you an example of my crypto investments where I had lost 50 percent of what I put in, you know, within a month. And guess what? Now it's going up. And so good thing I did not sell and take that 50 percent loss. If I had sold at that time and panicked because, oh, my God, everything I put, I've lost half of it. If I had panicked and sold, I would have actually realized the loss. But because I did not sell, now it's going back up a bit. That loss, the the hit of a loss is is actually, you know, less. And so, you know, panic selling is a rookie mistake. And I think many people will panic sell if they have invested in things they don't understand or they're not investing for the long haul or they have invested outside of their risk tolerance. And so the first thing I'll say is this. First, don't invest in things you don't understand. And two, you know, don't panic when don't panic when things go down. Given the history of the market, things will always give it time, right? And don't in go don't go and invest the money you're supposed to use to pay for your child's school fees next month. You know, you don't have the time to ride the waves, right? So panic selling is an, is a, is a very high, very common rookie mistake. And in doing that, rookies are actually newbie investors are actually losing money. Um and then let's, that takes us to, you know, mistake number six. And that one is just jumping into risky business, right? Like I was just saying, investing in things you don't understand. And I think 2020, I think there was a lot of jumping into risky business. And people did not just jump. I love, love, love that everybody was getting into investing. I love that this platform is make investing accessible to everybody and not seem like a thing that's just for the rich or those whose parents have told them what to do and all that stuff. I love that investing is literally at our fingertips. But the downside of that is that people are just saying about what's happening with the meme stocks, seeing what's happening with crypto and just jumping out of FOMO, right? Without understanding the risks, without understanding what they're getting into. And so, you know, I always say this, don't invest in something you don't understand. Don't invest in something you cannot explain to your mom in in plain terms that she would understand, right? Um, and so, you know, jumping right in, people did not just jump. They went and dove right into the deep end. And yes, a lot of people lost money. And when that when that happens, that will scar you. And so when you go and jump right into the deep end and then you put all your money into that instead of like, you know, spreading out your risk, Right. So first, know your risk tolerance before you decide what you're going to jump into. And so if you can, 
please avoid jumping into risky business because then you still have stories that touch or stories that <laughs> um, stories that will break your heart on how people have lost life savings or money that was earmarked for pretty important things um, due to you know risky business. If you're going to get into risky business, all well and good, go ahead and do that. But know what you're getting into, know what the risks are, and be ready to you know ride that wave, right? And then last but not least, I think that's a pre- this is a pretty important mistake, um, and, and it is going in without a plan, right? And so, you know, you want to start your investing journey, but you don't know, like, what is, what is it that you're working towards, right? Are you working towards early retirement? Are you working towards, you know, you know, having pain for your kid's college? Are you working towards just living your best life? Like, what is it that you're working towards? Because if you have a goal of what you're working towards, that will help you craft a plan that will actually get you to where you're going. And so sometimes like people asking me, oh, should I buy this fund? Should I buy that fund? Should I buy that fund? My next question is, well, how does it fit into what it is that you're overall working towards? And then there's no answer there, right? So for example, if I say, okay, you know, I want to buy more crypto and people ask me and you ask me the question, okay, how does it fit into your overall plan? You know, my answer is I have, I, have a, I, I want building a portfolio where I want one to 2% in crypto and since I'm not yet at that point, I can still invest in crypto up until I get to that point, right? Or if you see one fund that seems to be doing well and you want to put some money in that, okay, that's fine, potentially fine. But how does that fit into what, you're, what you want to do, right? Do you have room in your allocation to say, okay, you can get into, you know, you want to get into, you know, you know 70% in stock and 30% in bonds. And of that stock, how do you want to allocate that? Some is going to the total market. The others are going to a specific, you know, industry or sector. So just think about, well, what's your overall plan? What are you working towards? And that way, it always helps you. You can always check you when you're trying to make decisions. So for me, my overall plan checks me on what I'm looking to accomplish, right? So it helps me be like, hmm, is this still the right move? Is this still going to fit into your overall plan? Or are you just trying to make a move based on, you know, something else, right? So not going in with the plan is a mistake that many, you know, newbie investors can make. And this, you know, anything I've talked about today, anything, it's fixable, right? But I just want to create that awareness of things that maybe may have slipped your mind to look into as you, you know, go further on your investing journey. And so those are the um, newbie mistakes that I wanted to share in this episode. Um, Thank you so much for listening. And yes, if you've got questions, don't hesitate to ping me on Instagram, send me a DM, send me an email at hello at com, and I'll be more than happy to respond. Um, Take care and I will see you next week. Signing out. Peace out. Hey there, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Rich Immigrant Podcast. Before you go, I'd like you to know that there will always be room for you at this table. And as I wrap this up, I'd like to ask for your help with a few things to help support and amplify the message of the podcast. First, please subscribe. Click the subscribe button and that way you're notified of new episodes. Second, if you enjoyed this episode, please write and review the podcast. That way you're signaling to Apple that the content here is, you know what, popping. And you amplify our message to other potential listeners. And last but not least, please follow us at Instagram at The Rich Immigrant. 
And as we go out into the world, I hope that you're encouraged to show up and live fully in whatever country you've chosen to call home. Ciao, bye, odavo. See you next time. <laughs>